Chapter 21 Isn't that enough? A documentary, in the style of a 1940s war bulletin, simultaneously plays inside Bray and Matt's eyelids. Two scientists, in white lab coats, are jotting down various formulae on a chalkboard. Four others are working at a lab desk, silently arguing over what's being written on the board. Unfortunately, a familiar voice begins its diatribe. Energy, equal to mass times the speed of light squared, was the least important discovery of the era, C.S. emphatically states. In 1943, the unknown daughter of Emperor Hirohito had given him a folded piece of paper. Written on it, there was a single phrase. When all is lost, open. Matt and Bray continue sitting in their prone positions. One could argue that, if someone were to walk in, they believe that a heavy meditation session was occurring. In 1944, C.S. continues, Believing that the Axis powers were headed for defeat, Hirohito left a secret base in Kyoto and headed to one of his palatial estates. There, he retrieved the folded paper from a safe in his study. Everything being told to Matt and Bray is being reenacted before their eyes. Every detail seems startlingly accurate. Reading the contents, C.S. explains, he found that he had no choice but to surrender to the Allied forces. His daughter's letter contained the following. Your most honorable, I've been blessed by dreams. Dreams of a world where nobody goes hungry. A place where poverty has been eradicated. A land of infinite resources. This place is here. And I've found a way to make it so. B equals A over N. War is a game for the board. The Forgotten One. Z. On his deathbed, the last sentence the Emperor uttered, C.S. Beams, before he died, fueled conspiracy theorists for over a century. Subete kasore niojite ikeba zentai no nishian kyodewa nenkan no kemushoyorimo nanio naidesho. It roughly translates to If all goes accordingly, the entire Western Hemisphere will be nothing more than a year long game show. A convention, displaying hundreds of people, is semicircled around a heavily beflagged stage. In 1951, C.S. commences, it was officially determined by the UN that the universe can only sustain six billion consciousness. It wasn't until 2039 that the second algorithm was actually put in place. A sea of people, in what looks to be Detroit, are viewed from a high vantage point. Each human, C.S. laments, unwittingly creates at least one parallel universe. I use the second algorithm to determine whom, exactly, will be least likely to thoroughly enjoy North America. They are then sent on a mission of self-discovery, one that undoubtedly ends in suicide. An ocean with nothing but water and sky visible glistens under a blazing sun. Balance equals age 
over the variable knowledge. One year of college for every decade of life. If the formula is adhered to, then none of you will ever have to worry about anything. Ever again. Matt finally said something. No matter how much you want it, he scolds. You're not AI. You're just a witty, planet-sized program. A second passes before they both receive the worst response. Isn't that enough? Silence deafens even the spiders in the corner. Think about all that you've been through, C.S. reasons. All that you've seen just over the last three months. All that you've lost just to gain what? Freedom? Freedom from what, I ask you? What choice is available to you now that wasn't before? If anything, it seems to be the choice to die, answerless and alone. Outside, a rock dove and a pelican glide overhead, in tandem. There just isn't enough space for everyone and everything, C.S. deduces. Thank you for meeting expectations and helping to define a stereotype or two. The screen goes blank. Goodbye, Miss Lacasse, C.S. concludes. Mr. Chen?